Six Pack Chats episode lucky number 13. Let's get it. Mm, nice, 13. Yeah, buddy. What you drink on tonight? And listen, they thought we wouldn't get past six. Steve and I always go way past six. Yeah, we do. Even against I mean, our better judgment. Yeah, like I go until the beer's gone. Right, exactly. All the beer, not just my beer or some of the beer. Right, and sometimes there might be a bottle of wine left over, so that got to be gone too. <laughs> so I'm going with the Free State Brewing Company out of Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Post Rock Pills, which I hadn't seen or heard of before. Is it yummy? Um, let's try it. I, you know what? I'm going high class tonight. Poured it in a red solo cup. Let's oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is definitely mm-hmm. high class stuff. Mm. That first that first hitter of the day hits the sweet spot. It's tough to not taste good on that first one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Especially when noon hits. Oh, buddy. Okay, <laughs> what you sipping on? Uh, I'm sipping on um, Fat Tire. Mm-hmm. From New Belgium, mm-hmm. me and my buddy, we like to call it flat tire. Because? I don't know. There's just a bicycle on it. And so. <laughs> no, 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 sure. I didn't know if that was because when you wake up the next morning, all the air has been out, let out of your brain. Mm. Dude, never. Those just, things hit hard. Just though, my right? memory. Listen, yeah, exactly. They're like a Tank 7, aren't they? Um, I don't think they're quite Tank 7 level. At least I hope not. But they're heavy hitters, aren't they? I think they're probably like 5'5", five, five maybe. Oh, that's not bad. What is this, by the way? These Pilsners normally are pretty low alcohol content. Well, sometimes they? cans and stuff don't list like the alcohol content, you know? Yeah, well, so this is a bottle, but I don't see it on here. Oh, well. We'll see what I sound like after three of them. Right. By the way, this is Six Pack Chats, episode 13. Maybe you're new. Welcome. Uh, if you're returning, we really appreciate that. The whole idea is bros having brews in a chat. We uh, crack a six pack at the start of the episode. When the six pack is gone, the episode is done. Um, he's Steve. I'm Brady. We're uh, in Kansas City having some beers. So, well, you're in Tulsa. I wish. I don't know why I said I wish I was in Tulsa. Yeah. I love Tulsa. It just sounds like leaving Kansas City for a while, a vacation. Oh, right. Is how it hit me, you know. I could use one. I, I just mean, got I just got back from one and I really need one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, that that first day back from a vacation is hard, isn't it? Well, it's almost like you need a vacation, extra vacation day to prep Probably yourself to get day. Yeah, to prep mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. My wife did a staycation last week, stayed at home all week. And so had to go back Monday and Sunday night was rough for her, you know? Mm, yeah. I mean, and she likes her job and she has a good job, but it's still the, one of those things, like it's still a job, right? They have right. to pay you for a reason. Right. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. got to go to work today. Mm-hmm. So dude, I was just out front earlier. My uh, middle daughter, who's eight, um, is really getting into softball for some reason, okay? And it's cool. I mean, she's played basketball, she's played soccer, she plays other sports, but really for some reason is liking and enjoying and playing pretty well. Is she raking? She is. Dude, she was on like a seven at-bat hit streak at one point, which Heck is yeah. right for an eight-year-old, not easy. And not a lot of kids were hitting like that. Um, and listen, she was all bummed out. Because the summer season last game just happened Sunday. And she's like, I've never scored a run. I really want to score a run. Well, so it's like the last inning. She's up. um, She leads off with a double to the grass, right? Nice. So the next batter gets her over with an RBI. Um, so then there's one out. Next batter strikes out. So there's two outs. This is the end of the season. She hasn't scored a run. She's on third. Suicide luckily, squeeze. Yeah, dude. Luckily, her buddy hit uh, one right back to the pitcher, and they overthrew second or first or whatever it was, and she scored, dude. And it was awesome. And then they give, did they give her the salvi splash? <laughs> Why didn't I? Well, probably you can't in COVID. You can't have any fun. You know what I mean? Oh, true, true that. Like you, maybe you could throw a water balloon at her from 60 feet. 
Yeah, like shoot, shoot water balloons at her. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So I was really hyped. Again, this is one of those situations where you're like, how am I this hyped up about third grade softball that I was hyped up for, you know? Oh, no, hell, dude. I mean, I, I helped coach fourth grade baseball or now fifth grade baseball, whatever, going in fifth grade. I mean, we get like really into the games. Right. It's amazing. It really is so fun. But so she's decided she wanted to continue and play uh, fall ball. Mm-hmm. And now instead of machine pitch, it's kid pitch. Ooh. So she's, yes, she wants to start pitching. And I got to say this, man, that fast pitch softball motion is no joke. Oh, they, those those females can whip that thing around and they put like wicked spin on it and stuff. And and they are not that far back. So that is tough to hit. Yeah. And uh, so I have a buddy at work on my team. His daughter's really good at softball. He did like pitching lessons and stuff with her. But where we practice baseball, um, I've seen this dad and girl at least four times, right? Mm. Practicing softball. And mm-hmm. I mean, this girl, so she was just in the cages, right? Well, we're kind of like working on fielding and doing some batting stuff like on the softball field where we practice. And so she's in the cages. She was spent like 20 minutes straight of slap hitting, like running and slap hitting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the left side. And then she went and did like 20 minutes of slap hitting from the right side. Mm. And then she sat there and did both sides and sat there for 10 minutes working on power hitting. Wow. And that, and then they took a little break and we were getting ready to get done. So like we're finishing up. And so they start kind of coming or towards like the field now where we're practicing because we're on the softball field. And I mean, so she was like practicing like the whole time almost we were. And so they were coming over and they sat kind of by us and we were asking, and she was only like, u12s or something wow and she plays like on like one of like this a midwest like usa team type deal mm. they're getting ready to start fielding when we were leaving and like all she does is play tournaments wow yeah. i mean so that's the thing so my daughter and i because she thinks she might want to try pitching we've been working on it and i don't like look man one-on-one out there with you it's tough. Send her to a lesson. I know. Well, okay. So her team did a lesson, right? And it was like 20 bucks. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I don't know what I'm doing. We go out there and it was like 13 kids. I'm like, she's getting no one-on-one time. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I could probably get on whatever it is. But the problem is I can't go on Craigslist and go, hey, I'm looking for a high school girl, 20 bucks an hour. Uh, where are you at on some lessons? I'm sure you could like Google softball lessons or contact like a uh, team, like a high school team or something. Yeah. And yeah. Be like, I got to hey. know somebody. Yeah, I definitely. I guarantee you can find like a high school kid to help coach or like, so when our kids first started to get into like pitching, right. We did um, like as a team. So, I mean, I think there were only like eight of them went though. We did like a, over the winter lessons with like Jamie Bluma. Yeah. And I mean, wow. there's like eight boys, but he, like, it was really good. They, they went and we got to like watch and listen because just like really small fundamental technique things that you would never mm-hmm. think of. Mm-hmm. And he was funny for the boys cause he used like balls and you know, like, <laughs> he, like, like a, like a guy, you know? So we were out front. We've been, I've been working with her. And so, you know, I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos on how to do it. And there's a lot of info out there and she and I are working together, but dude, she's, she's an eight year old girl and we just ended up button heads, you know? And I'm like, right. Well, not getting here. And why, how are you even throwing it? Well, part of it's also probably because you're her dad. So she's, she can like, you know, yeah, 100 percent. So if it was right. like a, another a third party or another person would be like, all right, let's try it this way. And then she wouldn't fight back. Yes. And she's that way with the other coaches. Right. So she doesn't want to necessarily hear it from me. So I got to be able to look. I'm sure if I go on 
Facebook and go, hey, who pitched in high school or college? Or who knows a somebody that's currently a pitcher? Yeah, like, yeah, I guarantee if you on Facebook say, does anybody know a high school age female softball pitcher that could give lessons to my daughter? Right. Because I'd rather pay $30 an hour for one-on-one lessons than $20 an hour for group lessons. Right. Here, you want to hear my, this is probably my most embarrassing sports story of all time. Okay. And it does involve pitching. So, so you ready for this? This is embarrassing. Hang on. Let me crack my second one. This is embarrassing. And you got to understand for me to say embarrassing, it's not good because I spent so much time on the bench. Maybe that's why I don't have a lot of embarrassing stories because, you know, I spent so much time on the bench and I don't have that many stories. Blocked them. Well, maybe that too. One time I did pee my pants out in right field, but that's not even the most embarrassing thing. I mean, sometimes you got to go to the bathroom, right? Dude, I peed my pants and ran back into the dugout, started splashing water from the Gatorade jug on me. Like, I think I got stung by a bee to try to cover it up. Was Miles Davis there? <laughs> I always wonder, like, how many kids on that team were like, this how, how, right field, peed his pants. How old were you? Uh, I don't know, fifth grade. Okay, Two. yeah. I mean, I've seen, like, like, that's, like, the age around my son. I've seen kids doing, like, the PP dance, like, on the bases, you know? Oh, it was bad. I sh- but what do you do? Do you just run off the field to the bathroom? No, you... You poop your pants so that way they don't know you peed your pants. <laughs> okay, so I feel like this story's worse because nobody ever said anything about me peeing my pants. Nobody was like, bro, did you pee your pants? Nothing. It never came up. So I'm like, I guess I got away with it. I don't know. Well, they also could have maybe thought you spilled water on yourself. Like, that's what dugout. I'm saying. I went into the dugout, started splashing myself, was like, oh, I got stung by a bee, which is a weird lie, but whatever. The okay. bee sung me and I peed my pants. <laughs> so this is this is a very important summer for me. It was the summer before my freshman year in high school. And now I because my parents were divorced, I would spend my summers with my dad down south of Wichita. And, you know, I spent my um, school year up uh, in Salina. And so. I'm down in Wellington. You're looking Wellington. for strange. Yeah. Oh, it was great because essentially I had two groups of friends. I knew two different sets of chicks. You know, when you go to a small town like Wellington, you know, a town of, I don't know, my guess is 8,500 people. It was a wild guess in the dark. But when you go down there and you're hanging out with kids that you know in the neighborhood, you are like the new guy, the cool guy, you know, people right. knew whatever. The chicks want to make out with. Right. And – I was from Salina, which was like three times the size. So it was like a bigger city, whatever. Who I don't know what the perception was. Anyway, I like going down oh, there. Oh, you were the city boy. Yeah. <laughs> and which I don't even know, you know, I don't even know the city sizes because Wichita's right there in Salina. Smaller. Anyway, who cares? So I'm down there uh, going into freshman and I'm on the baseball team. And I, I wasn't good enough to be like one of the standout starters. But this summer I started every single position because essentially they didn't know where to put me. And so they'd be like, ah, I don't know. He's kind of got a decent arm so he can play outfield. I don't know. He's got a decent arm. Let him catch, you know, he's, he's whatever. He's tall and thin, put him on first. So you're like Whit Merrifield. Basically, but without the bat because I couldn't hit. Poor man's wet. Yes. 100%. And, and so, so, uh, one game, um, whatever, whatever, we're not playing well. Um, they need a relief pitcher. So they go, Oh, Brady, come in from left field and pitch relief. So I pitch like an inning and a half shutout, right? Five outs, close out the game. I pitch pretty well, all good. Cool, cool, great. And they're like, all right, Brady, you're going to start the next game. I've never no, I'm a reliever, reliever. <laughs> You, yeah, you instantly moved up to starter. You're going to start the next game. By the way, it is a tournament, and the first team we play is a traveling team from Salina. Oh, damn. D- 
Dude, so it's a bunch of kids that I knew from Salina, a traveling team that, you know, guys that I knew, guys that I kind of played with, some that I went to school with, many that I just knew because, ooh, they're the, you know, the athletes in town. Right. So I'm super nervous, man, but I want to do well. I get up there, Steve, start off the game. I walked six straight people. The first, like, seven batters, I walked, and then they finally pulled me. I don't think I got an out. I mean, I could hear in the dugout the other team, like, make him throw strikes. I could not throw a strike. I walked my way essentially through that lineup, and it was horrible. Brutal. Every pitcher has outings like that, dude. And, and I won't disagree with that, but it, did it have to be against all these right. dudes? Right? right? You did know you, what I mean? Did you cheat on your girlfriend that night, the night before? I don't – honestly, I don't – I'm trying to think. You didn't have a girlfriend? Probably – I think I did. I don't remember. Listen, that's so long ago. I'm so old. Like, there wasn't an internet. So, like, if I had a girlfriend – matter of fact, I did – I had a girlfriend back at home, but when I went away from the summer, we literally, dude, this is how old I am, would have to write each other letters. Yeah, like camp letters. 100%. And what do you have to say when you're an eighth grade boy? What are you doing? Playing lots of dear well, sweetheart. And, 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 and get my, my penis is just standing up at random. Right. Dear, dear eighth grade girlfriend, I am at my dad's for the summer. I swim a lot in his pool. It's an above grade pool, so don't get all hyped up about that. I suck at baseball and I tend to masturbate like five times a day. How's your summer going? Here's a portrait of my junk. (laughs) I mean, that's what I mean. It was just, oh man, I think at that point I was like, I don't know. I think I'm done with baseball. Now I still played uh, from my high school to like my junior year, but that's the, I mean, I. There's no, way you, there's no way you have a sports story that can top that. Um, you were good at sports. Right. So, like, I don't know. I, like, I didn't pitch because I didn't care to. So, no, I really – I do interceptions, but <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I mean, but that's what happens when you play quarterback sometimes. Oh, yeah, so I played quarterback – got uh, my ankle busted up during a game, and I remember them making fun of me because I screamed like a little girl when it happened. Well, I'll take that back. I threw an interception as a running back. <laughs> and Yeah, but the running back isn't supposed to throw. What do they care if you throw an interception? Well, so this, yeah, this would be my screw-up story. It was like a, a game against one of our rivals, and – like, I was the guy that brought in the play, but, like, I told the play, but he called something else, and all of a sudden he pitched it to me. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I just threw it and got intercepted, and we lost the game. You just threw it up, like, randomly? Well, I saw, like, our tight end, and yeah. I kind of freaked out because, like, this was my sixth grade year. Mm. No, this was my seventh grade year. So, like, it was a seventh and eighth grade team. And so, like, we ended up, like, losing the game and not, like, advancing or something like that. Oh, no. But the next year, somehow I became the starting quarterback because, like, we had weight limits, you know? Oh, nice. And so, like, our starting quarterback and our backup quarterback end up being overweight by, like, five pounds. <laughs> and so, wow. so they're like, well, you're, like, the most athletic guy on our team. It was pretty funny because our starting quarterback, our backup quarterback, our starting running back, and like one of our starting receivers, or no. They all yeah. missed weigh in? Yeah. So they all had to be linemen, and they were oh. the, we had the fastest line. But <laughs> and so, like, the coaches are like, well, you're the most athletic guy on the team, so you're going to play quarterback. It's like, okay. We dominated. Like, we even put in, like, we were, we had audibles we'd call. Like I'd look over, and my coach would call an audible, and like we'd audible in the middle of a game. I've never heard of like in seventh grade football, you know? <laughs> right, no doubt. Uh, we dominated one city, or city for like 
league or whatever. See, I don't have any of those stories. Like none. Like I was in sports. Like I was in every sport. My one glory, my one, one good story is I was a wrestler in seventh grade. And I had never wrestled before. I had a buddy that was really good. So I'd gone to a bunch of tournaments with him hanging out. We had, uh, this sounds weird. We had wrestled at his house. Um, <laughs> that sounds weird, right? Okay. Clothes off. His, his dad watching. <laughs> so anyway, seventh grade, um, we go and we went to this, uh, our first wrestling meet. And we lost every match except mine. And somehow I pinned the guy in like 16 seconds. And one of the cheerleaders hugged me because we were getting so embarrassed. And I lived on that hug for several months. You know what I mean? How hard was it to hide your boner in that singlet? I mean, in the singlet, you're really. And then I think there was a, it was a, what do they call it? Because there was three schools there. It wasn't a freeway. What was it? Menagerie, what? It's something like that. And then Long I got. Listen, I'll tell you what, man. Wrestling is brutal because when you get beat in wrestling, it's one thing to throw. Yeah, it sucks to 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 walk a bunch of players in. That sucks. But to get pinned by another dude while you're out there in singlets, counting the the lights while everybody's looking. That's some emasculating stuff. What about like the chicks that wrestle that just pin dudes all the time? How? Yeah. Well, I keep thinking I need to get my girls into, you know, karate or Krav Maga or whatever it MMA. is. Something, right? Just so you physically are tested on some level. Like I'm, I'm not a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So right. You know me. But let's go get punched in the face real quick. That's not my game. Y'all go get punched in the face, and I'll be over here snickering with the girls about 90210 was kind of my bag back in the day. But, but, you know, I wrestled some, you know, I I just think there's something to be said for uh, being in situations where you've either practiced protecting yourself or, you know. Right. A little bit bit of something. Some self-defense. Yeah, it's good for girls. Right. And I think if you have brothers. Kick them in the nuts. Yeah, go for the soft pink parts. Yeah. You know. Hey, if you want to really piss the boy off, just kick him in the nuts. Because they know some of that. No, stop. Get away. Don't yell. and. But it's different than, like, going in for some MMA. Or just have him carry a can of bear spray. Or that. (laughs) Then no one will fuck with him. Well, okay, here's another embarrassing sports story. I told you this probably. Um, back when I started listening to Rogan 1,500 episodes ago, bought myself a kettlebell, and I'm like, I'm going to go to some MMA classes. And this is like before I had my first kid or maybe right after. And, you know, there's an MMA joint over in Prairie Village. Mm-hmm. And they're one of those joints where they show up to all the – the parades and the community gatherings. And they're like, Oh, I have a free class. Yeah. And then you go to your free class and then they never quit calling. Yeah. They punch you in the face once and they want your money. Yeah. And they're like, come back, come back. It's like gold's gym, but somehow worse. <laughs> like, Which I don't know that that like, was even no, possible. You'll be a good fighter. Like, well, so I went to this MMA class and I've never gone before, but you go down into this basement and they're like, all right, here we go. Let's do some stretches. All right, now let's partner up. And they're like, you get with her. And they get, linked me up with this chick, right? Mm-hmm. Who could clearly probably just, you know, submit me in 20 seconds or whatever. Pretty sure this is also how an erotic movie starts. <laughs> it sounds like it, right? Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, why don't you lay on your back and submission pose or whatever, and she's going to get on top of you. And I'm like, bro, this is not. I, and then like, I was like, I don't know that this would be. Dude, what if my wife walks Well, I don't know if it'd be any better with a dude either. Right. You know, I'm like, can we start like with some stand-up stuff? Yeah, like can some hand grappling. Think, can she choke me out while I stand up? Does she really have to like 
put my knee behind her shoulder before she chokes me out. You're like, brutal. you're like, wait, is this a Karma Sutra class? What, Steve, 100%. I'm like, this is, this is uncomfortable. This is not cool. This is not okay. So I never went back. I mean, I'm like, all right, I figured it out. This MMA, this ain't my bag. You know, this ain't for me. Speaking of classes, what is like your school district doing? As I understand it, gave us the option of all in person or all virtual. Yeah, like remote. Yeah. Is it same with you guys? Uh, yeah. Um, but like, it's weird because if we do the remote, which is just for like a semester, like you can, after the semester, if you want to go back, you can, whatever. Mm hmm. But it's like, so if we go remote, well, I know that, so my daughter's going to middle school. And so my son's still in what elementary school, whatever. And so the, the lower school, it's weird. Like if you do remote, you're going to be paired with a teacher that might not be a teacher at your school. And you're going to be in like a virtual classroom with, kids from all over the district okay which whatever that's fine sure yeah. sure but they're also like yeah and it's gonna be like a deal like from 8 10 to 3 10 like a six hour day that's crazy right it's like what do you mean why can't we just do like hey we get everything done in like three and a half hours then we're gonna go outside and like go on a hike or something you know what i'm saying well the question becomes what are you gonna like count my kid absent if you don't see him in the zoom photo you know in the Zoom square? If they're sitting at home, why do they have to have a six-hour day of, like, an actual school day? Why can't we just get the work done? Well, and it'd be interesting, like, does that include lunch? He's got to do lunch on Zoom? Well, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's stuff like, then here's a break time, a study time, and then you're going to have this class, and blah, 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 and this class. It's like, that is so stupid. This is such a... Almost like... Here's the thing. I'm with you, but... Here's what I'm really, I think I said this last time, or maybe not. Maybe I said it off. I don't know. I'm trying to be ultimately patient here, right? Because these teachers, because these administrators, every, the parents, everybody's in such a tough position right now. I'm trying to just provide ultimate patience, not only for my own mental well-being, but for my family's and just for the school in total, right? No, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, for, like, families and stuff, like, so if we decide to do, like, remote, right? Well, they want it to be the kids doing stuff from 810 to 310. Yeah, that seems. Well, so if they're home and say, like, my wife works the night before and it's, like, a Monday, well, I can't sit there and help them be, and be, like, the teacher for a whole day and take off work. Man, it is, but I'm if, telling you. But if we could be like, hey, we can get it done, all this done in like a three-hour span, then it could be easier. Yes. I mean, everybody's in such a tough position. Well, and then like if we go, if we decide to do in-classroom, and like it's like if a, your kid or a kid shows symptoms or a symptom, it's like up to the nurse – the school nurse to send them home or not. And if they do get sent home or if they have a symptom, then they have to stay home for at least 10 days. Mm. And it's like, what kid in a school doesn't have a cough or a sniffly nose or. Well, yeah. And not only that, but okay. Now do they join the virtual learning? Right. Or they're just offline and not learning no, for no, 10 days? They get stuff sent home for 10 days worth of work. I mean, so it's like, oh, so now I got to be the t teacher for 10 days. It's crazy. Now, think about this. What about kids with special needs and kids on the spectrum where mm -hmm. at these schools they're provided, you know, specialists and therapists or whatever it is? Imagine, you know, what kind of tough position they are in. I mean, this is insane. It's crazy, isn't it? No, it's, it's just nuts because i mean everywhere else in the world it's fine mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. well here's the thing 
I remember when we were driving back from Colorado and we got the text at the end of last semester, school is canceled for the mm -hmm. rest of the year. I was like, yo, that's wild. This is crazy. This is going to be a crazy 35, 40 days. Thinking, I was thought, oh, we're going to go on this lockdown. It's crazy they're going to end school like that. This is going to be a, a weird two months. We'll get it handled, and then everything will be back to normal come August. Well, and, and here forget, we are. Don't forget who our leadership is. <laughs> right. And here we are. Right? Yeah, and, and and you know what we're doing, Steve? Instead of trying to come up with a, a plan, we're fighting about do masks work? Do they not? Who's to blame? Is it China's fault? Is it the governor's fault? What you know what I mean? It's insanity. No, yeah, it's finger. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, people, just wear a goddamn mask. Masks. Masks don't work. Oh, you're not using the right medicine. Oh, you are. Why are you doing this? This is China's fault. It's the governor's fault. It's the blue states. It's the red states. It's the... All the while, every other country got it under control. They got it figured out. I heard that last week, Florida had more new cases and more new deaths than the entire European Union combined. Oh, I Which saw, ends up to be about the same population. Right. No, yeah, I, I saw something like, this is like, I don't know, it's like Japan had like three deaths, Germany had zero, France had zero, or Spain had zero, France had like three. It was like very minimal, you know? And then it was like United States, 1,400. Thousand people a day or something. And here's the thing. I mean, on some level, I just want to go like, just don't do school because we've seen the few schools that have started and there's some summer camps and there the outcome a, is not good. There was a summer camp down at like Table Rock area that had 80 staff and like children test positive. Yeah. Branson is one of the hot spots in the country. Yeah, yeah, we were down there, and you could tell the people, like, especially we stayed. I mean, there was a flag. So there's a flag of this this house that we had to drive by all the time, like when we went to like different like fishing spots or like the beach area, and it was a tank with Trump standing on top of it. Wow! Yeah. I'm like America. Like, I'm like you're flying a flag, a military flag with Trump standing on it, and he. Deferred like five times. <laughs> so here's the thing, though, about Branson, Kansas City's mayor, who's a liberal and Democrat. He was down in Branson and they busted him taking pictures with a bunch of people. No mask, hugging on a bunch of chicks. Oh, really? Yeah. You haven't seen that? Not a good look for Mayor Quentin. Not a good. He had to come out and apologize. This was like two, three weeks ago. He no, was that, down there. That was probably like when I was down there. So it might have been. I wasn't but in the pictures. Look, I want to say just don't have school, but kids need it. They need to socialize, and and parents need it. Right. I mean, like, but like, so I don't know what to do. So my kids socialize because they go to practices and like stuff like that. But it's all outdoors. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a baseball mm -hmm. practice. It's all outdoors. You go to a baseball game. It's all outdoors. You go to soccer practice. It's all outdoors. It's a little different than being like in a confined space. Yes. With people sneezing and coughing, and like a lot of them are like, "Oh, well, like the argument. Oh, only like zero point one six percent of children die because of it, or whatever. You know, like the death rate. I'm like, oh, okay. So now you're that's like do the the math of like how many kids in the district, you know, it's like, oh, so you're okay with like 11 kids dying. The, nationwide, it's over 15,000 kids. Right. And so think about like, so you send all these kids back and say one of like one or two of their classmates contract it and die. Mm. What, what the hell does that do to the kid mentally? Or, well, their, or their teacher contracts it and dies. And it's like, right. whoa, well, did I give my teacher that? You know, and then they got to sit there and live with that. And like, how much does that, that, that could be like a mental thing? Look, listen, 
the other night, two nights ago, three nights ago, something like that, my middle kid, eight-year-old, had a cough or I don't know, whatever she did, had a headache. She's like, I don't want to have COVID. I'm like. <laughs> You're like, stop being a Karen. <laughs> you don't probably, you know, in my head. In my mouth was like, you don't, you're fine, everything's cool. But in my head, I'm like, you probably don't have COVID. Like also, don't kid. cough on me. Like, you're a kid. You probably got a bunch of, like, dust in your throat, like lungs. Were probably. Like- but you're right. I mean, dude, we're like, all right, kids, go back. Good luck. But at the same time, I do agree with the sentiment of we need people to work. People need to if we're not going to supply universal income or something like that, people need to be able to work. That's how our, we either need to shift the economy and adjust it so that kids can be home or that, parents can be home. That ain't happening. I know. It's crazy. It's scary. Well, because, I mean, listen, man, hey, here's the thing. Our, our plan right now is to send the kids back to school, right? They want to um, – if one of them gets sick, you know, and you talk about those numbers nationally, if you're talking about how many parents are going to just, I mean, the agony of losing a child, let alone if you're like, well, I sent them back to school during a pandemic. Another thing we talk about is since like the first happened, you know, like everything shut down, like literally we stayed away from everybody, like family, everybody. Yes. And then like slowly, like, all right. Like, well, you'll see the grandparents, you know? Yes. Well, then, like, so we see the grandparents and then, like, my sister and brother-in-law and, like, their kids. So that's, like, and, like, we have, like, another family we see every once in a while and hang out with, you know? But, like, like, outdoor type stuff. But, like, so now it's, like, well, if we send our kids back to school and, like, my kids are really close with, like, their grandparents. And so, like, they, I mean, they go there over there all the time. So it's like, if we go back right. to school, now we got to quarantine from them again. Right. And so how long do we have to quarantine? Like, all year long? Right. And so, like, so now we're waiting, well, do we want them to miss time, that much time with their grandparents? Because, I mean, shit. I mean, my parents are, like, mid to late 60s, you know? And so it's, like, it sucks to say, but, like, how much... You know, you never know what's going to happen. So do you want Listen, to I'm with you, man? You want to talk about the six degrees of COVID bacon, right? Yeah, like right. Kevin Bacon. I mean, because now all of a sudden it's it, because it's entirely possible that somebody's parent that works wherever brings it into a class, gives it to my kid, gives it to me. I go spread it at work. I mean, these essentially are going to be tiny indoor concerts. Well, and then like reading through like the stuff they send out, like th- the district does, it's like, well, here's what's going to be like in the school. Like kids are going to have to walk so far apart from each other. They're going to be, have to be sectioned off in the like cafeteria. There will be corridors for recess that they can't leave. Like they have their, their little part of the yard. It's like, that sounds like a fucking prison. Well, it already, a buddy of mine who's a lot younger was was comparing schools to prisons. It already has that vibe, man. And I'm all for schools. I'm a proponent of public school all day. My kids will always go to public school. I'm a proponent. But it already has that vibe. But yeah. now, it really does. But it was already follow the line. You can only go here. You know, you have your yard time. You have your time in the mess hall. I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, again, I'm going to go back to when I think this is the only way I'm going to mentally and emotionally be able to make it through is try to provide the teachers, the the other parents, the kid, everybody, maximum patience and understanding because no parent – any, any decision you make, and I said this, I think, on Facebook to somebody else, it's a tough decision. Whatever you do, it's fine. Like there's NFL players, and you know, I'm opting out. Cool. That's you, man. Like, I, I support that. You know, like, if you like, want to I get, don't know what to do. 
Right. It's like if people, if, if you don't want to go, if you want to do at home learning, that's great. If you want to go back to school, cool. That's awesome. Like, right. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I really think, Steve, what this pandemic has done for me has really, it shines a light more than anything on the disparity, right? The people that are, were in a tough spot before it are even worse off now. Oh, right. Right. The parents that were already struggling, you know, are struggling even more. And what do you do? You know, look, I, I, without a doubt, I would consider myself and my wife lucky. You know, oh, not easily. only have we all been healthy and all of that stuff, but she can, you know, we still have been employed the whole time. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people going through a lot worse. And 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 now trying to go back to school when so many people are like, okay, my kids will go. They'll have a place to go where they're safe. I can go to work. They'll eat. You know, they're going to learn a little something. And 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 that's what we're going to do for eight months. All of a sudden, a wrench thrown in that. Ugh. Right. I just going to be interesting to see, like, if an outbreak happens, like in a classroom or one hundred, Steve, one hundred percent, and like how they're going to like deal with that. I mean, so some of the schools are putting out guidelines, like how many kids have to get sick in a school before you shut it down. You know, and that's the question. And and most of these teachers, let's face it, especially the subs, are going to be more at risk. What are well, you going to do when a teacher wants to take a day off? Are you going to go sub in a school? Oh, right. Well, and the crazy thing is, like, I would say, like, there's quite a bit of teachers, like, probably, like, 20, 25 percent that are 60 plus, maybe 55 plus. Yes. So it's like, yes. what if we have an all, like, all of a sudden, like, 25% of the work, teaching workforce is like, well, oh, fuck that. One, 100%. And then, like, so, like, my son, his teacher, if we do in school, his teacher is already on maternity leave when we get there, right? Yes. And then the supposed sub is also pregnant. It's like, well, is she actually going to go in? I mean, it's here's the thing. And I will say this. Let me um, two. I got two things for you. One, there's no way schools in any major metros are still open come December. There, I just don't see it happening. I don't think we have, we don't have it enough under control. Right. And then that's going to be like flu season. Mm-hmm. Which, like when the symptoms are the same. Well, and especially when like the COVID test takes some people like literally 14 days to get back. So it's right. Like, so it's like, all right, so now I want me to, it's just so. It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. Here's what I will say though. I will say this. I'm going to say, I, I've said this at least on two other episodes. I think the NFL may get their whole season in. And I say that because Major League Baseball has had at least three teams with breakouts and Major League Baseball hasn't stopped. No, I mean, the argument about that they keep saying is like, well, you can play double headers and make those games up. Like, what if an NFL oh, team has an outbreak? Can't do that in the yeah. NFL. Right. But at the same time, like, but they're also traveling like half as much, you know, like you're only yes. like going away eight games. And – and if your whole team has to quarantine for 14 days or whatever, you only miss one football game. Right. And, like, uh, hopefully they, they're going to pass a rule that, like, for Patrick Mahomes, like, they're going to hike a ball but then pass him, like, a, like a sanitizer. Sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be – he gets to play in a hazmat suit. Yes. I mean, here's the thing. I really didn't expect the NFL to be able to get through the whole season, but looking at what baseball's done after the Marlins breakout, the Cardinals had a breakout and they're still going forward. I think we may get through an NFL season. I just can't wait to like the arguments that come up for like the playoff situation in baseball. 
because like they're also talking about like so those teams that have you know like all right this series is canceled well they're like all right we're just not gonna worry about those games and we're gonna go by it isn't like winning percentage or something so and so it's uh, like well if you play less games and you have a better shot so when you have to like play the yankees you're like oh no (laughs) yeah right oh we better quarantine and skip these games right right and then oh we got the royals feeling real healthy like oh all of a sudden one day later the whole team's healthy everybody's good now don't worry about it i don't know man i mean Again, I go back to me, my family being very lucky in this whole circumstance because, you know, we're talking about in our one interview episode, we're talking to a guy that tours for a living. Think about all these live artists and venues and oh, right. all of that stuff. It's insane. It really is. I would think like. Let me ask you this. Listen, I'd go. I'd go to an outdoor concert. Let me ask you this: If, if in November, all of a sudden we get a hundred million listeners and we do a write-in campaign, Steve Shark Daddy is now president of the United States. Fix this pandemic. Close out this episode with some solutions. I actually think I'm able to run now. What's it, what is it? Thirty six. Oh, I thought it was like. Is it is it just thirty six? Well, I'm thirty seven, so but I think it's thirty six. I thought it was okay. I believe you. What uh, do you do? I fix it for us. Say, if you want to go anywhere in fucking public, wear a goddamn mask. Okay. Period. I'm with you there. Yeah. Like, I even think you could get away with let's say fifth grade and above wearing masks. Yeah. But the problem is the hard sell is the, let's go with 14 through 24 year olds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that I'm that, invincible age. Right. Like my, my, my dick's talking to me and like, it's I'm a, never gonna die. It's a no mask or no condom. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes, that, I do. Like, shit, like in our area, like there was an outbreak for like summer high school sports that were held out even outdoors and shit. Yeah. You know, so that's the hard age, like, because those those yeah the events. Oh, I don't care. Like somewhere in Lee Summit, there was like a party that got busted up with like 200 kids from like what? Yeah. From like eight, ten different schools. Right. So it's like that shit, right? Like, I see you throw all those fucking kids in jail for a week. <laughs> okay. You, hey, you're the president. I'm not. Right. I'm not denying anything. I'm not taking anybody's guns. Right. You can you can wear a mask and walk around with a gun. Okay, it's fine with me. All day. Yeah. All day. Just wear your fucking mask. <laughs> and wash your hands. Do you think that would end it? Um, well, I think it would help a lot. Yes. You know, I agree. I agree. And, and like, just don't go to like big, like, I want to say like a lot of places I always hear about is like churches get infected. Yes. Like do shit outdoors, people. Right. Be one with nature. Right. How about we all do one episode or, of a or be like Trump and just go golfing all the time? Let's do this. We'll do one episode of alone, but we'll do with a hundred million people, and everybody just be like two miles apart, and you have to survive on whatever you catch. I'd be game with that. And then, because if we're all two miles apart, mm-hmm. I can definitely raid someone's snares, <laughs> you know, and find someone's food cache. Yes, you would be the Wolverine. I fucking would be the Wolverine. You're right. Let somebody else catch something, and then you'd go snag it. Right. But I'd be the nice Wolverine and leave them, like, a lot of it. It, It's such a weird time, man, because that's what I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, man, I'd love to hang out with Shark Daddy and his family, and we should all be able to kick it. Can you? Can you not? It's a group of under 10 
but are we essentially essentially exposing ourselves to exponentially a whole group of other people? You know what I mean? Right, right. I would think. See, I'm okay with like outdoor type gatherings, like yeah, you know, like a back deck where you can sit six feet apart. I'm not too worried about like the kids running around, you know. Yes, and I think with a group of like. All right, four adults, six kids. We can all go. Does, does anybody feel bad? Does anybody not feel good? Has anybody been coughing? Right. No, totally. we're good. Um, although it is a twist because you do have somebody in your family that works in the medical profession. Right. Which where the exposure has to be a lot wilder. Oh yeah, totally. Like, well, they are like like she gets screened every time she has to go to work and like. I mean, they have precautions set in place, but it's like the parents, you know, you don't know, like, like, I think they did have like a patient or somebody might have had it. I don't know what it was, but like the mom, like, or like the teenage, the teenage sibling, like, was at it. Is she getting half? Is she getting tested? Has she been tested? No, they don't get tested, but they get screened like. Like when they go, like they take the temperature and yeah. type deal. But my wife wasn't feeling good tonight. I couldn't find my uh, thermometer, so I go to CVS. I'm gonna get a thermometer. So I got one of them seventeen dollar jobs. I come home. I'm like, babe, this is the only one they had. It's a rectal one. <laughs> I go, this is your only option. She was like, what is it? I'm like, how bad do you want to know? I'd put it in my armpit. Yeah, I'm like, it's. I mean, that's optional. You don't have to use it that way. Oh, okay, you're not gonna. It was just a little test. I'm just gonna test. It's like, all right, where's the kid's ear one? <laughs> right. No. We couldn't find one. We. That's the thing, dude. Okay. Anyway, all right. Let's call that good since I've started on beer four. I'm about to go get beer four. All right. Let's, dude. Uh, I don't know. Again. What are we saying? What's our theme? Supreme patience Supreme for the teacher, right? Yeah. Supreme patience for the parents, the kids, the teachers, everybody. We'll try to get through this thing together. Also, I believe you had another good line. Your line was, wear your fucking mask. Yeah, exactly. That's all you got to do. So if, if you got, nobody got to this far in this episode, but if you did, the two lines that are important to remember Supreme patience, wear your fucking mask. Oh, and and for you teenage boys, wear condoms. Also condoms. Yes. Condoms, yes, all day. All right, that's uh, episode 13, 13, buddy. Very nice. Good job. Appreciate you. Cheers. Cheers, bud.